We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Don Cooper is going to join us at 5. Oh, Will we hear the, the, the cockatiels in the background? It depends if he's home. Hopefully. I'm an animal guy. I got four dogs, two cats, a bird. He's looking at me right now. And uh, hopefully they're still alive. Oh, how could you say that? Don Cooper. I'm in the mood for a couple laughs, so uh, let's have at it. All right, it sounds good. First of all, we got to know, how are your birds and the dogs? How is the menagerie? Oh, bad news. Got bad news. Got bad news for you there. Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Two of my dogs were 17 years old. That you know they were they they couldn't really hear or see too well, and we had to literally lift them up and take them outside. They passed. Oh. Three of my dogs passed, but uh, you know what we're learning is they give so much more joy. You know, it was sad that they're gone, but they, they gave so much joy, and we love them so much. Coop, you said you talk about your all-time backfires as an interview question. You said you wanted to have some laughs. And Spiegs asked you about these animals. I'm so sorry for your loss. Sorry for your loss. That is terrible. That's no, not no, easy no, to lose just, a pet. That's just that. That's just reality. Let me tell you something. We rescue all of them. We provide quite a sanctuary, quite a home for them. It makes me want to get adopted by the Cooper family. You'd be taken care of. I promise you that. My dog Ruby doesn't do anything. She just lays there all day. She's so chill. What do you feed her? Well, I put out Pro Bow Wow. But she barely touches it. She's so dainty. Is she sick? How are her poops? Doesn't really poop. It's perfect. Nothing to pick up. She just kind of lies there all day like a good girl. I put on the TV for her, but I have to prop her eyes open so she can see it. Does she smell? She smells horrible. It's unbelievable. But I don't want to put her in the bath. because I'm afraid that she'll drown. I'm in the mood for a couple left. Mm. One, two, three, and here we go, Tim. Here we go. Here we go, Tim. Here we go, Tony. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. That oh no montage in there was quite a thing. Man, there were a lot of oh no's it's a that tough we've had moment. on this show. It's a yeah. tough moment with Coop. It was. Is it me or did he... Do you recall, he didn't sound that upset about the bird. (laughs) I got to tell you. And the dogs were old. Yeah, the dogs were old. They had a good run. But there was a moment in there where, like, I asked him about the bird. I'm like, you know, it's uh, it actually sounds a lot better on the phone line. And I realized, yeah, that was a choice. Yeah. But I realized, like, he could have said something uh, back, but he didn't. Like, I think 
He's also happy about the silence was my take on that. Yeah, I mean, and you know I me, mean? actions over words. They're getting another dog. <laughs> they're not getting they're another. not getting another bird. That's what I'm saying. So I mean, he might not have been, maybe he was happy that the bird died. Oh God. You thought it. I said it. Yeah. I, my, my brother had an African gray parrot for a while. Mm. And your job was, one of your jobs was, when inevitably the bird shrieked at the absolute top of its lungs, your job was to not turn and look at the bird because that would just encourage him. Oh, he wanted attention. Yes. So he would do it. He would do it more. Yeah. So that was very difficult to not look at the bird when it shrieked. Yeah, they, it was messy. It they seem like bad. awful pets. It's horrendous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Just, just get a dog. Yeah, it, yeah there's, there's we like, perfected the dog. Just, just chewing on newspaper and spitting it out all over the house. Yeah. What's the, I mean, what's the number two pick even behind a dog for a pet? Another dog. I think that's right. I honestly, yeah, everyone's allergic to cats. Yeah, there's a lot of people who like cats. Eh. I'm not there. No. 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 I mean, I mean Grody's there. Yeah. But that's it. No, dog and fish. That's not really a pet. I think it's a pet. I think snake is good as long as you don't let it loose in a you know sixteen floor uh, South Loop condo building. You have experience. I with do. That. I yeah. do. That's that's amazing though. I sometimes think about that. How the snake found its way to the lobby, and I can only assume gravity. It, it like it felt gravity. <laughs> it went into the heating ducts, and when it went down, unless of course it took the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, do you think it fell down the heating ducts and like survived a oh. fifteen-story fall? Oh, that's entirely possible. <laughs> I don't think it like slithered down fifteen stories and just found its way to the floor. I'm I guess like, it was a painful way oh, to get down to one. I, you know, I never considered that. Really? Yeah, I did. I always thought it was like the snake just like sensing. I've got to get lower. You think he took his time? <laughs> He it was found a, a way. Path yeah, he's like Bruce Willis it, in Die Hard, making his way through the ductwork. Yeah, you know, flawed Die Hard in that scene. He goes in with a uh, a white tank top and comes out of it with a black tank top. No way, really. Yeah, continuity issue. Famous continuity issue oh. in that in that infamous scene in Die Hard. That's a disaster. Yeah, it's true. Equality. <laughs> yeah, look to the cookie, Elaine. He just really cared about the black and white cookie. That's what it was. He wanted both <laughs> colors of the. Tank top represent. What, what's number two on the on the pet depth chart? Who's the, who's the number two pick in the pet draft? It's a cat, isn't it? N- no, Ugh. no, maybe like a grandparent. <laughs> <laughs> Not all there, you know. Just coming yeah. to hang out. Oh God! In a related story, Bubby coming with us to Vegas. Let's go. I had a fish tank for a little while. I think I've told that story. I had piranhas in college. That was pretty cool. Wow. It, wow. it was it, cool to be the guy with piranhas. Mm. You get you get people to come to your room that way. That's on brand. Yeah, come check out <laughs> yeah. my piranha. Hey, you want to go feed a mouse to some piranhas? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Would you like to feed a mouse? Yes. Feed a cat to piranhas. I'll tell you that right sure. now. Sure. Text: Are you guys just being jerks to cat owners? They are clearly the number two pet. What is wrong with you? Yeah, of Sorry course. for that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, seriously. I'm not intentionally. We just happened to be a show of, uh, of cat haters. Cat haters. And, cats suck. Yeah, they, they're not personable. That's right. why they own you. They own you. They're in charge of their life with you. It's hard to breathe around them. What do you get out of the relationship? I, it seems terrible. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. People but are I, correcting you on on the the tank top thing too. They said that it, it came out like that because he was in the vents and it got dirty. Not a continue uh, continuity. You can Google it. There, it is very clearly not just like soot from the ventilation system. He's not in a chimney. It's he's going through mm. like 
HVAC. You, you Google it. It's, it's a known thing. Never seen the film. In Die Hard. Really? That's a fun movie. <laughs> Great action shot. All right. <laughs> Shane's just waiting for me to identify Daniel Norris of the Cincinnati Reds. And I won't do it, Shane. I don't need to do it anymore. All right? Even though I just did it right there. So do I have to apologize to the Bulls? Well, I'm like, trying. Did, did Pat Beverly solve all of their problems Sorry through, for that. through just sheer effort and intensity and presence? Well, I'm trying to figure out how, if, if you're able to internalize um, what is going on here, which as much as you hated the idea and it was a non- of an 11 seed adding uh-huh. yeah. as a non-starter of an idea, th- that thing on Friday night where they ended up with a 40 point lead on the nets yeah. at one point, the level of effort, the chest bumping that was going on, Beverly and Caruso. What do you mean by, at one point, they won the game by 44. Yeah, they did. <laughs> um, and then, and then yesterday kind of not crumbling as the Wizards, who actually need to try and win their games as well, are, like, fighting to try and, and, and come back on them. Like, can you enjoy watching the Bulls play hard scrabble winning basketball is my first question to you. Is there any – are you going to be able to enjoy these next 21 games? Well, probably not, if I'm just being – honest with you and it's not like because I wanted them to do one thing and they're doing another it's that I I still think this is a a road to nowhere and those are that's tough for me I I watched every dribble not every dribble I watched the vast majority of that 40 to 50 point blowout on Friday night because that's just what I where I found myself and uh I thought Mikel Bridges was going to go over his points prop and I was actually looking for a Nets live line at halftime because I was expecting the Bulls to blow it. Really? And still? It, and it wasn't even posted like because they were up so big. Because it was, I mean, man, that's what they've been doing. I know, but this and, is different now. Uh, uh, well, so that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, is it, di- how, how is it different? Is it different because Pat Beverly is calling out Zach Levine and holding him accountable and he's playing some point guard minutes? Or is it different in these first couple of games because they are making shots? Right, because it, 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 well, it, it's clearly different because of energy and attitude um, and focus that Beverly is bringing. The question is how long that bump will stick around and be a factor. Like Zach Levine's twenty-two for thirty-five from the floor in two games since the All Star break. See, I do feel like that's pretty good. Keeping him, he's done some more catch and shoot. Has Zach? He's been more in the position where, all right, final 10 seconds of the shot clock, let's get it to Zach, and he just knows it's his time to shine, and he makes makes a good thing, as opposed to him initiating offense, which has been sometimes disastrous. So this is one of those times where I feel like the big factor of, hey, here's another, here's a point guard ball handler available to kind of drive the bus and organize the offense is the phrase that Billy always was using about Lonzo and AK used about Lonzo actually frees up Zach to be a more efficient kind of scorer who's not actually trying to be a point forward or even a point two guard or whatever which he's which he's not suited to do frankly no he's definitely not um and I I like what Pat Beverly is saying I like that he said he you know, yelled at Levine in his first practice and said, we don't need you to pass. You're here to score at an elite level. So shoot the ball. Like I, cause you know, man, that's been my defensive Zach the whole time. I know is that 
he can be an elite top 10 scorer in the league with crazy efficiency when he's on. And by the way, in February, he has been. So like he, he's been a very efficient scorer recently when the three-point shot is falling and he gets to the line and he makes 85, 86% of his free throws. Like he's, He is an inc- incredibly efficient high-level mm. scorer, and that's what he needs to be. And that is not that is still a flawed player, but at least he can be great at one thing, and it's putting the ball in the hoop. Well, and, and that's an important thing, especially – like I, I really think that freeing him up to not have the ball in his hands the first 10, 14 seconds of the shot clock is a very healthy thing. Sure. I, I got no problem with that. I – I still think it is a little silly uh, to add to a team as if you're going to find out something about them or unlock something about them in a 23-game sample that you didn't previously have in a 50-game sample this year and an 82-game sample last year. Like, that doesn't compute so well with me, and I am a believer. Even though they haven't had anybody like Pat Beverly since Lonzo got hurt. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, because at some point you're, you're, there's an expiration date on this as, as guys get older and contracts run up and all of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I will say, like, it, if they go on some crazy run, you use 17 and six and the schedule is easy and they get to the seven seed and so they have to play in the play in game, but, they're playing at home, and they have to win one of the two, and they win, and they end up being the seventh seed, and then they ultimately lose to Boston or Milwaukee in five or six games. Their argument will at least be justified in, see, there is still a good team in here. We were just screwed by injury. We were screwed by injury, and we didn't solve the problem of getting a point guard until this well, final point in this year. Well, but they – so I know that that's what people are going to say – they, well, but it, but they it, didn't but have the true. resources, though, really. I, they, I, they traded the resources yeah. of the Orlando trade. They don't have cap space. They don't have draft capital to give up. And they were hoping that Io was going to take a big leap as a point guard. And he's a fine player, but he's not taking any sort of leap towards stardom mm-hmm. uh, this season. He's and, not- and, and he doesn't... He doesn't bring the kind of uh, demand of energy and the demand of focus that Beverly brings by his track record and just his stature and his his just the nature of who he is. Right. He's not. He still is kind of in awe of being Demar Derozan's teammate. Right. Yeah. So I, I that would be an unreasonable ask of of Io Dusumu, and you didn't know when Lonzo was going to come back or if he was going to come back, and uh-huh. you didn't have more to really trade here. But like. But I I don't think that's gonna happen. Well, it, I, I think I think they had an inc- they, that Friday night game was fluky, man. the The Nets had twenty eight points at half. They made ten field goals in the first half. That was that that is a fluky outcome of a basketball game. That that, that, that I don't know, but I, I'm guessing there haven't been five I, halftime deficits bigger than than all year. But if in that been, game, Friday but night. if you watched these games and watched Beverly's impact. And there is, like, the defensive impact and the excitement and the attention to detail, but also on offense, like, literally grabbing the ball and waving veterans like Zach and DeMar into the spot. I wonder how happy DeMar is uh, right now, uh, by the way. Um, it's a, an, an interesting thing to see. But, like, it's so to, – to me, it's very clear what, like, a, a, a focused – veteran respected point guard brings to the mix and I feel like I didn't give that quite enough even as much as what we talked about it with Lonzo and I was threw out at the deadline but we'll go get one then if you need a point guard go get one man it it, it looks different 
It it looks and Ugh. functions very different. I so know. What, so what do you think? Do you, do you think that's on the table? What that they the, make the, a run? The, the seventeen and six. Hell, man, I'll give you. I'll give you fifteen and eight. It's not a tough schedule. Do you think fifteen and eight, and they've started two and zero, oh, is on the table for this team? I do not. I, maybe not, but I think them feeling good about their mix and not blowing it up in the offseason entirely is on the table. And maybe they weren't ever going to blow it up. Maybe it's a thing where like, they're going to decide between DeMar and Zach which one of them is going to go. Like They'll trade one of those guys, and we'll ask Will Purdue about it at 4 o'clock. But the, but the other thing that I wanted to ask you about is how Billy Donovan talks about winning, how he talked about the integrity of competition. Yeah, let's hear it. Because, because this is like you're, you're in the, the lose-out crowd. As, uh, as Brad Biggs I guess. puts you. Yeah, let's, let's hear Billy. how Billy Donovan talked about it. You know, I, I think even going back to my first year when we were kind of in a similar situation coming toward the end of the year where it was going to be really, really hard before they did the play-in, right, just to even make the right. uh, the playoffs. And, you know, in those discussions, it has always been about the integrity of competition. You know, it's always been about that, you know, just about – you know, going out there and, and, and doing the, the, the very best we can do as a group with the focus on getting the results that we want. That we want. Um, I've never had a situation from ownership, front office, that has said, listen, we got an opportunity to potentially manipulate or get a higher draft pick. Um, let's sit these guys Let's play the younger guys, give them an opportunity. That, that's never taken place. So um, I respect that and appreciate that because I do think that when you line up and play, there's an integrity, and even to the fans, you know, that you're, you're out there competing and trying to win. And, again, I don't know all the percentages of where you are and stuff, but you know, a lot of the times those percentages are really, really low. You know, they may be hot. Right, right. They may be high in terms of looking at that relationship to someone having a 15% chance versus a 2% chance. I get that. But it's always been about the integrity of competition. It's always been about the integrity of playing. So that's funny. So what do they say? Well, because that's like exactly what it was. Uh, So so how does that track with a lot of people's desire to have them go and, and tank and take the opportunity for the tank? The fact that he clearly appreciates and likes that he's never been asked, and I don't think he ever thought he was going to be asked, and he just signed that extension. I think they made a pact with him, and they're not going to ask him to do it. All right, well, let's let's take a quick break. We'll do Paul's position at, at 3 o'clock. I'll address it, but I think it, this is this is like the the close cousin of the Bears conversation that we had had and whose job it is to orchestrate something like that or think about mm-hmm. something like that. It's not the person that was just asked that question, but I'll give you my answer next. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. In my conversations when I first met with Arturis, that, that never came up. Everything was just about winning, you know, and um, I think ownership is on board with that, you know, about, you know, I think you have, and I, and I feel this, I'm speaking for myself because it's not like we've had these in-depth, deep discussions, but I do know that, when we were in a situation where there was some talk my first year about, okay, listen, we're kind of eliminated here. There's, you know, it's going to be hard to get to the playoffs. We may have not been mathematically eliminated, but it was going to be hard, right? It was always about the integrity of building a culture and an environment that is predicated on what are the things that go into winning, you know? Which is what it should be for a coach and players. Mm -hmm. It's a front office decision 
to be thinking and responsibility, I would argue, to always be balancing the current season and the next game with the long-term health of the team and building an eventual championship roster. So it's not Billy. Billy Donovan's job is to take the players who are available and go out there and try to beat the Brooklyn Nets on Friday and the Washington Wizards on Sunday and win in Toronto tomorrow and then figure out a way to win in Detroit on a back-to-back on sure. Wednesday. That's, that is the coach's job and the player's job. So that tracks very much with conversations we had during Bears season about Ryan Poles looking big picture while Matt Eberflus has the delicate responsibility of managing the team day-to-day and keeping them on track. Yes, what's the And ob- trying to win. And what's the obvious difference? The obvious difference is that Matt Eberflus is a first-year coach doing whatever the hell he's told by his bosses, and Billy Donovan is a made-guy NBA coach who is a partner to the front office and has a different level of power and also just signed the secret extension. So what I'm saying is not coming after you. It's really coming after me realizing that then it's it i think that's why that it was at it's a part of why it was a non-starter for AK because he and Billy locked and loaded were not going to do it maybe in the off season but the selling was never on the table and part of it as we've been wondering is it organizational is it Reinsdorfian pressure and maybe some of that's in there too but Billy and AK are partners who are doing this and Billy was not going to go along with it. I think there's another factor that's, I would argue, even a bigger difference. If you lose the most games in the NFL, you get the number one pick. There's a lottery in basketball. Right. So the more games you lose, there is no guarantee or even likelihood Mm -hmm. that you would get it. My argument was simply that, like, yeah, if you finished with the fifth worst record in the league and you had a 10.5% shot at Wembenyama, that's not great. But I would also take the 10.5% shot at the second pick and the 8% shot at the third pick and the 8% shot at the fourth pick, and then you add those up, and you got nearly a 40% chance of keeping your draft pick as opposed to trading it off to Orlando. And that, to me, was a better potential outcome uh-huh. than winning a lot, of, a decent number of games, and we'll see how many they win, in the last 23, maybe making the playoffs only to lose in the first round of the playoff series. Mm-hmm. Now, what they'll say is, if we solve the problem and crack the code, we can beat Boston. We can beat Milwaukee. We can beat Philly. What happens if when we get to the playoffs, they've got an injury to Embiid or to Giannis or to Middleton or to Holiday or to Tatum or to whomever? Mm-hmm. Like, and w- Once you get in, anything can happen, and we believe that we're way better than this, and we'd be a dangerous seven seed or a dangerous eight seed, and Okay, you can tell yourself that. I don't I don't think there's a lot of evidence to support that this team is ready to go beat a top flight team four out of seven times yeah. in an NBA series. How often does a coach, if he's a few years in, survive a tank choice like this? You know, like it, I think of I think of Doug Peterson and the final couple of weeks of that Philly season when he officially lost the team and Jason Kelsey talked about how you can't do that yeah. when Nate Sudfeld came in. And that was the end for Doug Peterson in Philly. I think about the Spurs team that took the opportunity when David Robinson was hurt to tank, and they ended up with Tim Duncan along with David Robinson. I believe that was Bob Hill. And Bob Hill did not survive that pivot that they made in the middle and then here comes Popovich to go on this the unbelievable run. I think it's 
very, very difficult to ask a coach to pivot with you and maintain the locker room, maintain the team. Yeah, and you don't need to overtly ask it. It can and and again in basketball it's tougher. And back then, if you had the worst record in the NBA, you had a twenty five percent shot at getting the number one pick. And now mm-hmm. the odds have been flattened, and so it's 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 more of a crapshoot designed to go away from tanking. And so I listen, man. I'm in a weird spot because I spent an entire not an entire football season, but half of a football season advocating for it and then we transition to basketball and the trade deadline is right after the Super Bowl and it's like well I actually think the Bulls should do nothing that they would actually be like I don't I didn't say this on the beginning of basketball season no I, I you know what I mean it, I, it got so ugly it got it got it got great they were 26 and 33 at the deadline having lost six Dude, straight games totally. and Lonzo was getting shut down according to all reports and the players didn't seem to like each other right hundred percent you know and, what I mean? there, and, there was a lot they, there and then they lost what four straight after the deadline or was it it, it, was, it was six straight heading into the deadline it was four straight heading into the oh no 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 yeah it was it was six straight. Well, okay. So whatever it was. So I think it was the first. It was because he said 28 games, and then it's 23 with Beverly. So Right, 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 right. So so in the, and that stretch right they, after they the, the deadline. They lost a couple games after the deadline and, well. and, and it looked terrible. It looked right, like going that, into the All-Star break. It looked That's like they saying, knew, yeah. and we all saw the quit. We all saw it there. Yeah. And then look at the power, at least so far, of having a, a, a veteran point guard who drives them and whose energy is pissing them off in the good ways. And we'll see what happens against a good team, you know? Well, yeah, well, so, you, so Toronto's in front of you in the East. They got something to play for. In two games, you get Phoenix. In four games, you get Denver. One of the, Phoenix is at home. Denver's on the road. But your schedule's pretty soft mm-hmm. the rest of the way, all, all things considered. It's, uh, I just... I think it's tough for this Bulls fan to really get excited about a 28 and 33 team that is on the outside of the 10 seed right now. There's still the 11 seed where I feel like the ceiling is so low. Like you talk about the Cubs floor being so high in your mind. I just, even if they play a good brand of basketball, the last 25% of this season and make the playoffs and lose in the first round, they still all get a year older. They still have a Vooch contract decision to make, which they'll try everything they can to resign him. And, and they still have huge decisions that AK hinted at making this coming offseason. Yeah, and, but but he said if they they have an opportunity to show what we are over the like if they play great basketball uh-huh. in a twenty three game stretch, that's going to make an impact. He's going to be emboldened, and then they're going to say, "Well, if Lonzo comes back, that's what's going to happen." And Okay, but you are just you're threading a needle with father time. I don't know if they'll say that. I think they might they might re up Patrick Beverly or they might right. go out and find that other veteran point guard who plays great D and doesn't need the ball as much to be Lonzo Light for this thing. Yeah, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying chance. they won't make any moves. I'm saying it 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 feels stubborn to really think that there is a competitive Eastern Conference contending team within the body of this roster that feels somewhere between stubborn and delusional to me. Mm-hmm. Does it, you know, like two games where they hit a bunch of shots against two bad teams and a 40 game stretch last year with Lonzo when they were trying harder than everybody else. 
that just the NBA is a meritocracy, man. It is a top-heavy sport. The best teams win. I just there are not Cinderella stories in the NBA. So I just I I don't know. Call me dispassionate, but I I I think that they are being very stubborn here and. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. I think you are not alone in being drummed into dispassion. But I found myself watching it going, oh, wow, there's the fit and the energy. But maybe it's just going to be like a new manager bump, you know, that we see in MLB where it's just going to last for a few games and then go away. Lord knows this Bulls team has done it before. Remember they had that three-game stretch mm-hmm. on the road and they got pissed off after the Zach thing in Minnesota. Yeah. And they started playing together. It, exactly. And it, and it goes away. Uh, they, so but, hey, can, man, they, they've won two games by a combined 64 points. <laughs> They're playing very good basketball in the two games since Pat Beverly's been here. Just I color me very very skeptical big reports about what this week is going to mean for the bears and we'll be all over it but it begins with understanding what type of stuff is going to be thrown at you over the next we'll call it 96 hours that's the topic for polls position next on the score we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch minimum of four lines for 25 dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account five dollars more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue Bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 